Ahoy there, landlubbers! Whispers in the Sea is an actual play series drawing elements from stories of fantasy horror, political drama, and swashbuckling action and adventure pirate stories. As such, a list of content warnings will always be made available in the description. Our camera lingers here, seeing these emotions flow through Bryn. And Bryn, you feel this wave pulsate through you. And as it like kind of pushes through you, this almost deep boom, there's this moment where you can't quite tell if it's against you or the body of the ship. Ah, Avery. Um, is, is everything all right? Uh, just a little while ago, there was a, we hit something, uh, or the absence of something. Something happened. I don't believe I know what you're talking about, but I have been a bit preoccupied, so I could have missed. Is there an emergency? I am wondering if in order to allow Hano and Felix and a glimpse into the connection of the Celestials, could I roll Twist Fate? As the three of you open yourselves up to the influence of the world around you, it doesn't feel like you necessarily. It's hitting you like water against wood, and I don't know how to describe that in a way that makes sense for the human body, but that is the way Felix is experiencing these waves. You recognize something out of this, out of the rhythm of these waves. This is not just random, it's music. And I think he sort of starts, like, humming. Avery, you recognize this song. Is there a version of it? The many songs, of course, one sings in the church of the first song. This is one of those songs. Um, the constellations form what looks like vaguely humanoid body, but things seem warped and twisted. And it knocks an arrow, pulling the string back and letting it fly. And within a moment, a flash, a flicker, an arrow with the same stone for a head finds itself lodged in the crow's nest. And you see, rising from the waters, a ship. Its masthead is the first to peak, breaking the surface high into the air, slamming down, breaking the water. And you see a ship. The Union Navy is here. sailors and welcome to another episode of tales yet told an actual play podcast dedicated to telling weird and fun stories full of imagination thoughtful characterization and inclusivity i am your most humble of game masters kendrick smith or kendo if you prefer i use they he pronouns and with me today is the saltiest crew of sea dogs one could ever ask for gus i'm gus i use he him pronouns I will be playing the fiendish Felix Cormier, and uh, it's going to be a nasty time with him, as it always is. <laughs> of course it is. And our next nasty time, <laughs> Hilda. <laughs> I was about to say, careful, who's that going to be? 
All right, I guess it's me, the nastiest of the crew. <laughs> um, I'm Hilda. I play Avery Morrigan, who's just the nastiest little boy for sure. My character uses he, him pronouns, but I myself use she, her pronouns. Of course, and the next she, her. <laughs> she gets that, and I get nasty. Hey, you guys do realize it's whatever the last thing you say. You have full control over this. All right, next time. Thanks a I'm, lot, I'm, guys. I need to remind myself next time to influence this in 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 a way that is really funny. Exactly. So I'm See. Do it. This is game mastery. But our next game mastery, Marcy. <laughs> Hi. Um, okay. Uh, I'm Marceline. Um, I use she, her championship nouns. Um, I play Bryn, <laughs> who also uses she, her nouns. And yeah, wow. We're, we're geared up for a, a good old time. It was a little, little violin friend, I think. It was a violin. It was a very um, one. Um, and I'm happy we're going to fight alongside with some, some great partners. There's going to be some violins. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of great partners and, vi and, vi and violins, <laughs> Ellis. Hi, I'm Ellis. I use they, them pronouns. I play... Thorn and Eldorus, who use he, him, and she, her pronouns, uh, respectively. And it's very apt that, you know, we're going to be sailing on shining seas today, as if I had an ocean, I'd walk into it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. A little dip, a little, a little walk. A little dip, a little, little midnight skinny dip. And for the next skinny dipper going deep. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, everybody, thank you so much uh, for being here. As always, this is another episode of Whispers in the Sea, our, uh, our pirate campaign where we are playing the Ashcan edition of Rapscallion by Whistler. Where, yeah, uh, powered by the Apocalypse game, where we, we play cool, fun pirates in a weird, uh, magical world. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, hopefully this isn't, well, I mean, if this is your first episode, thanks for joining us. Uh, but also, why the fuck are you here? It's Secret Order Part 2. Secret Order Part yes. 2. <sighs> yes. There is a actually, one of these episodes actually belongs in the middle of the last arc. The last, like, oh. whole thing. <laughs> no one knows which, but one of them does. It'll yeah. really That's make so sense true. if you listen no, in the correct right, order. you're right. If you really listen, you can tell that this is the movie Dorothy watches. <laughs> <laughs> so Holy actually, shit. Felix is the great, 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 great grandfather of Dakota. Oh! <laughs> Honestly, I'd believe it. If you pause at 35 minutes and, and 12 seconds in, you can see a weasel in the background. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quick, but... Uh... Okay, yeah, uh, we should... Yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Should uh, we play the if game? You, yeah, uh, if you don't already, uh, follow us on social media uh, at Tales Yet Told on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Uh, because Twitter is kind of a hell site right now, and uh, I, you know, I... Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, you can follow us on our new Tumblr, which is talesyettold.tumblr.com. Uh, I'm trying to be more active on there and like trying to engage. I'm kind of digging it. I've met some cool people so far. Come on, get off of Twitter. Really, come on, come on. Go, go to some place where you can curate the experience you want. I wish we were paid for that, but we were not. Let's just get into it. Our camera opens up on a dark, watery frame. Bubbles slowly rising from bottom to top. We're moving through the water fast. Muffled in the background is the hastened and fierce playing of a violin as we move through. 
and slowly, as the camera begins to pull back, we see the mast of a ship moving through the ocean. Standing along the bow of the ship is a man wearing a bright blue naval coat with gold trim. In his hands is a ivory white violin, the source of the music. Far ahead of us, we see the shadow of a ship in the water. We're getting closer. And as we get closer, the music gets faster, more fierce, more passionate. We don't see the face of the man playing this music, but we do see his body as his legs spread to get a more sturdy stance. His posture stiffens. As the camera moves further and further back, we see that there are well over a dozen other naval officers here, all tied to various parts of the ship, helping them keep their balance as they prepare to surface. The ship and us move up. And we see as the prow of the ship pierces the surface of the water, cutting open a way as the ship bursts through the water. The front of the ship lands hard against the ocean as it tries to steady itself after just having surfaced. We hear the quiet excitement, the tension of all of these people as they are just listening to the music, as they are ecstatic for what is about to happen. As we see far ahead of us is the ship of the Bois Perdue. And our camera cuts to the top of the highest crow's nest of the ship, where our, well, some of our crew, Bryn, Felix, Thorin, Avery, and Captain Hano. The five of you stare off into the distance as you see this ship rising out of the water and the man with the white violin at its front. And you're recognizing that these waves, this music you've been hearing, they are the source. I think right now Hano is still a little shaken from everything that has just happened. Uh, they've just, uh, she has just come out of her kind of trance uh, that was brought on by Bryn uh, and the like, the, the star meteorite arrow like flying out of nowhere and the visions that she's seen. And then now this ship, I think right now she's a little bit, she's a little bit paralyzed by everything that is happening. Even so, Thorin is going to stagger over, crawl over to uh, Hano, who I imagine is still sitting on the ground, and uh, kind of take hold of her and say, Hano, Hano, we're in hot pursuit. What are your orders? Captain. Uh, yes, okay. Um. So Hano uh, kind of like studies herself, tries to get herself to uh, her feet, and says, we're not going to be able to outrun them. We're going to have to fight. Well, we aren't quite sure it's a fight yet. Uh, you do see that uh, the Navy ship, though it's just now sur uh, surfacing, it is beginning to start to make, um, it's starting to maneuver in a way to make itself parallel to your ship in such a way as uh, if they were going to fire on you, that's probably how they do it. I, I think like Bryn... Like, as saying that, Bryn, like, looks over to the crow's nest, kind of down at the ship, and then turns back and goes, all right, maybe it is a fight. <laughs> Look, okay, awesome. Um, And we'll uh, turn around to, uh, like, off of the perch of the crow's nest and call down to everyone, all right, you fuckers, battle stations, navy's on us, Uh, and we'll turn back to all of you. Bryn, can you get the ship in fighting order? I, I would need a moment, but I, 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 of course, of course, Hanno, yes. If there's anything the crew can help you with, let them know, let them do it. <sighs> Avery, head down to Fontaneva. If there's anything that you're going to be able to do, she's going to be the one to tell you. Felix? Yes? They aren't pirates. I know I can't necessarily ask you to do something you don't want to do, but this is my ship. You're on my crew. The very least, protect the ship. Oh, Captain, if you're asking me to murder military officials, 
You don't need to ask twice. You see uh, a, a smile goes across her face. Uh, she gives you a sturdy nod. I would, uh, I would like to, before I leave the crow's nest in general, I'd like to, if I can, take a look at the ship, on the, the people on it. What do I know about these kinds of ships in the Union or the, the Navy in general? What do I know about, you know, the music that's being played? And like, like what do I yeah. know about the people that are approaching us? Yeah, it seems like you're trying to do an investigate move here. Sure. Uh, when you investigate a scene in detail, roll plus vinegar. All right. That is an eight. Okay, on a seven to nine, ask one of those questions. Is there something dangerous here? What and where is it? Is there something hidden here? What and where is it? Is there something that here that I can use to my advantage? What is it? I'm looking for a blank. Is it here and where? I'm going to go with, is there something here I can use to my advantage? Okay, awesome. To uh, answer your question, is there something here that you can use to your advantage? Okay, based on just a pure observation of this sequence of events, you saw that, or, or you gained a sense that uh, the kind of thing that was causing the waves that was affecting both the ship and Bren uh, was definitely the music that had been coming from uh, potentially the violinist uh, on the naval ship. You also uh, uh, noticed that upon the ship coming out of the ocean, and as it's starting to move, the music has shifted. It is a similar song to what was being played before, but not exactly the same. Parts of the melody have altered in a way. Uh, and it's definitely a much slower pace now. That man and his violin, whatever it is, whatever he's doing, that is what is causing these strange magical effects. You don't know what else it can do outside of, you don't know if the music that was being played for him before is specifically just what was moving them through the ocean. You don't know what else it was doing, but you do know that whatever is going on with that ship or whatever magical stuff is definitely happening because of him and that violin. If there's any way that you are going to get the advantage in this situation, it is either taking that violin from him, killing him, or like removing him and the violin from being together is what needs to happen uh, in order for you all to get the advantage. Because right now, they also have an arsenal of magical abilities that you are not fully aware of what they do. In that case, I do have an idea for what I want to do, targeting our dear sweet violinist. Specifically what Thorin wants to do is, I think, looking at Hano, he asks, Can I start this fight by the cannons? I think what she does is she turns to Bryn in that case. Which confuses Thorin, but go on. Of course. Um, turns to Bryn and says, Are you comfortable with them using the cannons? You see Bryn take a second and a deep breath and like looks up to the sky. I know what that means. Most of the time. And if it were on an, an, any old ship um, like we've been before, Hano, you know this vessel can take a beating and so can I. I don't know what they have aboard and if our broadside isn't enough for to keep them at bay, I don't know what return fire looks like. If it comes to it, yes. Is there anything we can do before initiating a full broadside? I'd like to take out the violinist, to be perfectly honest with you. That would be smart. Everything is tied to him and that violin. I want to use the cannons to essentially take as many shots as we can at that violinist. Thorn, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen you with a bow and a rifle. You're quite a shot. I'd try to be. Well, I'd like to see your prowess in action, if you understand. You got it, love. And Thorin just... Fucking Bales books it with Eldorus, uh, hot, hot on his tail. Before Thorin leaves, Bryn reaches into the pockets of her jacket and hands you the meteorite arrow. Oh shit, okay. Bryn is going to take a moment, um, and you're going to see almost like fireflies, small lights falling from the sky into the tip of this arrow as Bryn is using Starcaller. 
um, to give, um, and I'm going to spend one la luck to, to bless Thorin. We're in spring, so you have uh, twist fate, size up, and stand your ground blessings. Um, can I follow up on the investigate that I did? These were Union soldiers, right? This uh, ship uh, has a Union Navy flag. Uh, it is of Marvellian make. It's a it's a pretty uh, stock and standard uh, battleship. Just to give you all the name of this ship, just because I've named every single ship and I've not brought up any of the other names before, uh, and I'm going to make an excuse to do it. Uh, I think Hano uh, takes out uh, a spyglass uh, just to get, uh, I think, like, she's hearing you all talk about this violinist and stuff and, like, t uh, pulls out the spyglass, uh, takes a quick uh, look down there, uh, and she goes, oh, fuck. I know that asshole. And then, like, closes it. It's the sliver of justice. Bunch of assholes. Captain's a real prick. Is that the captain? With the violin? Or... Yes, Hubert. And, uh, tucks the... <laughs> tucks the, uh... <laughs> tucks the <laughs> spyglass into her jacket. I'm sorry to any Huberts listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you all just laughed at Hubert. Hubert's a good name. It's just not intimidating. <laughs> I just got Hubert from Fire Emblem in my brain. Very different person. Very different character. Okay, cool. So uh, you all seem to have kind of generally taken stock. I will say uh, as you handed off the arrow, Bryn, gave, and gave it to Thorin, Felix, you feel that whisper in the back of your mind again. It's not quite as strong as before. It's not an intense sensation of desire as it used to be. Now it feels more... Suggestion isn't the right word. It feels like there's someone, a devil, whispering on your shoulder. Get that arrow. I think, I think he responds out loud but like very under his breath not not trying to call attention to this and uh just goes now is not the time if you would notice we're in a bit of a situation do i hear this you hear felix's half of this conversation not damien's but you would have you you have some context as to what might be going on um brain like walks over felix what you mean no no time for what what's happening oh um and and Felix like pauses to like assess with the like connection that Felix and 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 Damian have uh, right now. Do you think Felix would be able to tell if Damian would want him to to tell Bryn about about what's going on? Uh, you yeah. As uh, she is asking you this question and you're like thinking like, do I respond? You get this real deep sense of no. <laughs> I think even as you try to think about, okay, how would I explain this? How do I explain this? I think you feel those words, even the concept of those words get caught in your throat, like a burn, like a real smoky burn in the back of your throat, trying to keep you quiet. Maybe what Felix is, is able to get out. We're having some disagreements. Understandable. Um, I think in time like now, you you know who may be of good assistance. Um, and I might have a way to get you on that ship if you have the time and the willingness. Perhaps. I might not need the time. Understandable. Um, we With haste, though, if you follow me to the bottom of the, of the vessel, please. And Avery, Avery. You've been in contact with these people. You have records. I've seen your journals. What do you have about this vessel? What do you know? Look, it's it's just a normal Union ship, but uh, the music. The music is what carries the magic. It's not imbued in the same way as... It, it, it's just the violin is, is what is... Or that captain, or maybe both. I'm not positive which one... You know, chicken egg, but... Now, all of this is very helpful, Avery. I appreciate you immensely. Well, well, thank you. I, I should get I should get down no, of course, to... Uh, of course, of course. And I, like, would... <laughs> scamper yeah. down. Oh, sorry. Um, Do I, 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 think, I, think, I think as you're leaving, I think Ren goes, I think Fontenay would appreciate your assistance. Yes, absolutely. And I, yeah. 
rundown. Who's still around that 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 uh, Felix can see? I'd like to think that Thorn is three quarters of the way to the cannon room. <laughs> sure. yeah, 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 I think right now. Hano has jumped off the side of the crow's nest and is using her hook hand to uh, rope slide down towards the deck uh, to meet up with the rest of the crew. Uh, and you're so seeing, cool. right? And you're seeing as all of like uh, all of the crew is, is is getting shit together. They're battening down the hatches, making sure that because uh, you all were just eating dinner, they're making sure that all of that is currently locked up. And uh, the ship is ready to maneuver as fast and um, as much as necessary. Um, some of them preparing uh, their equipment in case boarding needs to happen. Uh, and I think a lot of them are are following Thorin. As Thorin, you said you were heading down to the cannon rooms, right? Yeah, you bet, you bet, you bet. Yeah, so I think a few of them are following down along with you to assist you with that as well. Uh, so up here still is just Bryn and Felix. Felix turns to Bryn and uh, just says, do you think I should try any amount of negotiation or should I just start? Well, that is a bit of what I was trying to do. Um, and I think that, like as they're talking, like as we've kind of like walked and moved into like a cabinet and... Um, uh, Bryn like starts grabbing these giant banners um, that kind of display the ship as a merchant vessel, and is like starting to carry them to the top deck to like put over the the banisters. Henry, for you, I am trying to hoodwink. They followed you here. I do not think that there is any hoodwinking them through just putting up merchant banners, um, because they know exactly who you are. Felix sees what Bryn is trying to do. I I, I think he like sighs. And, and, he, and he goes, quite frankly, I don't usually require mutual ill intent before I go on a bit of a spree, uh, Bryn. Uh, but in this case, I am quite certain these men want to kill us. Bryn drops all of the, like, banners and is, like, trembling. Is like, I just, I, I, I want to avoid any sort of heavy fire at our vessel at, at all costs, so even something as silly as a banner, if it makes them take a moment to think and reconsider, I would like that very much so. Bryn, 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 Bryn. You do what you must. And he uh, takes out his pipe and he says, I will simply give us a... give them a little distraction. And um, Felix, uh, Felix you know, steps out and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use Dark Magician. Okie dokie. And baby. <sighs> you bastard. All right. Uh, are you uh, spending one or two luck on this? I am going to spend two. I am using, for a scene, you can shapeshift into any animal as big as you or smaller. Okay, cool. What are you turning into? Felix is going to turn into... A bird, specifically, is turning into a common swift, a very, uh, a very small and very, very fast uh, bird. Okay, awesome. And I think what this looks like, as with all of his magic, he uh, takes a, takes a drag from the from the pipe. When he exhales, the smoke sort of envelops his body. I think I think it's almost just like. He is covered in a cloud of smoke, and then when the smoke dissipates, there he's not there, and this bird is. I love that. Uh, and I assume that you are going to try to fly over to the other ship. Oh, absolutely. As common swift bird Felix uh, flies through the hallways and then out one of uh, a nearby porthole and out towards the other uh, ship, we are going to cut on over to Thorin. And I'm going to say like like five or six of the other crew have come down with you as you're running down uh, to the cannon rooms. Basically, we see just a ragtag team of lads and lasses following Thorin down into the uh, cannon cellar, as it were. Come on down all, open the hatches, line up true, hit anybody that looks important. We said that the 
violinist was at the bow. Yeah, as you're looking through uh, the ha- uh, one of the uh, porthole hatches uh, for the cannons looking out towards uh, your quarry, uh, you see that the sliver of justice uh, has made its way a bit closer. It's probably now like two football fields uh, away from you all and is maneuvering in a way to have its broadside faced uh, right towards you. Uh, and you can see off in uh, the distance with your trained eyes. Uh, the violin is still at the bow of the ship, but now like kind of turned in your direction, still playing uh, feverishly. Right. Because I don't know what the arrow does, and regardless, a cannonball, if it hits, it hits. If I miss, even if I've got the shiny nice arrow in there, it misses. Can I use this move man the cannons as many times as I need to, or is it a... No, you can... Uh, man the cannons can't is your move that you are using. Before risking this precious entity and just putting it in the cannon pipe, Thorin wants to just try to hit on his own, which I would imagine would look like exactly what you would imagine. Filling the cannon, taking aim. Uh, he asks Eldorus to kind of go out, ride the wind so that... Uh, he can kind of see what the wind flux is looking like. And then uh, shoots. So I will roll. 2d6 plus uh, your rank with the ship, which is one. So plus one. Seven. Okie dokie. On a seven, then on a hit, your shot lands. You deal the weapon's harm at a cost. Uh, the weapons in this case are the cannons. And the cannons deal one wreck, far, forceful, loud, dangerous, reload, big. Awesome. As the first cannon shot rings out, Bryn is in the bottom of the ship with her hands covering her ears, screaming in terror. And as the first uh, cannonball, like, fires out of the cannon, instead of a loud boom um, from the cannon, you hear the screams of Bren that follow the cannonball as it travels over the water. Amazing. We hear that scream ring out, and we follow the cannonball as it does not hit the target you were looking for, uh, does not hit uh, the violinist, but does smash right into the main mast uh, of the uh, naval ship, cracking it in two. And you you can see as uh, part of it begins to splinter, crack, and begin to fall. Uh, and you can see, like, in the distance as uh, soldiers are scrambling to, like, try to save what they can and, like, prevent it from, like, tearing into the uh, other banners and uh, flags uh, for the ship. Uh, you have dealt one wreck to this ship. Both your ship and essentially every other ship has a wreck tally of five. Uh, essentially, uh, they have uh, five damage that they can take, five wreck damage, which is dealt specifically by weapons such as cannons that deal wreck. Uh, and the more wreck that you do, the more that it affects the ship uh, that is taking the damage. Uh, that goes both for enemies and for you. Uh, so yeah, you've successfully dealt uh, one wreck to uh, the ship. Immediately afterwards, uh, you hear the chorus of cannon fire as about like half of uh, the 40 cannons on this other ship all fire and you see the hailstorm of Union firepower beginning to fall down upon you. The vast majority of them missed, but you do take some solid hits uh, to the side uh, of your ship, dealing a decent amount of damage, only dealing one wreck uh, to uh, to the Bois Perdue. Also, Bryn, as this happens, you feel a... It's not like a punch. It feels worse than that. It's almost as if someone has quite literally taken a stone uh, and just jammed it right in the side of your upper right thigh. Um, And it is this ringing, splintering pain as you feel both in your body and externally as you feel the ship take on this damage. But Thorin, 
uh, you've made some progress in this regard. Do I take harm? You're going to take half the amount of uh, damage that it would normally do. Um, so instead of four harm, you're taking two. Understand. Awesome. And our camera cuts on over to Avery. Avery, uh, you uh, ran down to... Uh, Find Fontaneva, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, you, get, uh, you get down to Fontaneva, and Fontaneva is getting is like trying to make sure that like everybody is coordinating making sure that uh people have hands on rigging and and all the other uh things necessary to help start maneuvering the boat which normally the boat would be doing by now Bryn would have normally gotten you all in uh evasive maneuvers uh but kind of like everybody is like sitting and waiting and it's not happening uh and there's this tension especially as the cannon fire starts happening and you do start taking on hits and blows i'm imagining that you and fontaneva have kind of been kind of standing on the uh main deck uh there's a big wheel uh, against uh, the like kind of main mask that helps turn the rudder of the ship. Uh, and I'm imagining uh, that Fontaneva has had like both you, her, and like two other guys um, on this four pronged uh, wheel, like waiting to like start maneuvering and nothing has happened. And there is this kind of moment where they all start looking at each other and looking to Fontaneva who is waiting for something to happen, waiting for the ship to move, for someone to start turning the ship. But it hasn't happened yet. Is, is Bryn all right? I don't know. Yeah, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, um, ugh, shit. Should I go look for her? What, how can I be useful? Yeah, Tell me I what don't... to do. Do you know how to pilot a ship? In theory. In theory? Okay. I read about it. Good. A lot, but I don't. I, I, you can know, you turn can a you wheel? Read about can swimming. You, can you turn a wheel? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna need you to go up there. I'm gonna need you to start uh, to turn the wheel away from where they are. Can you do that for me? Yes, of course. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I go up to the wheel. I'm going to just like put my hands on the wheel first, and I, you know, I don't know how this works and stuff, but I'm gonna be like, Bryn. I'm I'm sorry, or maybe thank you. Can you help? I don't know. Sorry. And then I'm going to do exactly what she says. I'm going to grab the wheel. Uh, as you're running up, you can hear that uh, Fontaneva starts yelling off uh, essentially orders to the crew to start like maneuvering the flags in a way to help uh, maneuver the ship in preparation for you actually doing the turning. Um, Bryn, you down in the depths of the ship here through the wood, almost as if through your very body, like you touching the ship as you're down here crying and screaming out in pain, you hear Avery asking for your help. I think that Bryn is, 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 is in the bottom of the ship, and I think that like her leg is bloodied, and I think that there are tears falling from her eyes, and her tears look like little globes of the night sky as they fall through the air. She, like, runs her hands along the wood and whispers to herself, I'm sorry, young Avery. Forgive my cowardice. But as that happens, you then, at, at the helm, you would see the, the fuchsia, like, starting at the, at the 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock of the helm, you would see lines of that fuchsia and teal the teal at the six at the six going clockwise up to the 12 and the fuchsia at the 12 going clockwise down to the six um and the wheel glowing with those colors and uh Bryn is aiding you and helping to steer the vessel amazing are you uh spending bond to give avery plus one to this correct awesome uh cool uh so you're going to give me a steer the ship roll here. Uh, when you steer the ship in a difficult maneuver, roll plus rank. I don't believe you have any rank with the Bwapur do. Uh, so you're just rolling with the plus one that Bryn is giving you. Okay. Oh, that's a 13. 
Oh, shit. All right. Uh, on a hit, you steer true. Uh, you see that there is another uh, round of cannon fire uh, that happens. And what does Avery do as you are hearing the cannon fire? You are hearing Fontaneva call out orders to everyone in preparation to support the thing that you are about to do. And you see the sign from the ship telling you how to do this. What is going on through Avery's mind and what does he do? I think with the the directions coming from Fontaneva and then having that moment of like touching the wheel, sending out a, a, a prayer, a, a hope, you know, something he, he doesn't understand. And then seeing, you know, the wheel light up with these colors and that response. And when he grabs onto like two of the the spokes uh just feels like like a wave of like calm and like knowledge like sturdiness kind of like comes over him in like I know what I'm supposed to do in this moment and I know that I'm going to do it because I have help from the ship and from the people guiding me and like I have to do this and I'm going to and you know, listens to that guidance and just feels almost where the ship should go. Like, I, I want to almost say, like, if I can, like, taps into some of what Bryn feels with, like, how the ship moves and feels in the water and, like, can feel a little bit of that, like, through the holding of the wheel and, like, just guides it away. Yeah. As you are holding on to this, you feel it much like... Like a hum almost. Yeah. It's similar to driving a car, right? You know where, especially if you don't have great power steering, um, where every turn of the wheel is you turning the full weight of the vehicle that you are driving. You can almost feel through the wheel as the tires are grinding against uh, the pavement below you, where you can like... In, th in that driver's seat, you can almost feel how the car feels as you're driving it. That's what's happening right now for Avery. As you are turning it, you can feel the ship as it's trying, like resisting the push of the waves. You can feel it as if you are trying to turn the whole weight of the ship. But you're not alone here. As you are beginning to turn it and everyone else can feel the motion of the ship starting to turn as well. Fontaneva is calling out all of the orders. Everyone moves in this coordinated dance almost as they start pulling, pulling on rig uh, rigging, maneuvering the flags, turning the rudder of the ship. And that resistance eases as you're able to move, turn the ship putting it on a different course, avoiding this new chorus of cannon fire. As you all are hearing the cannon splash one after one, uh, either going over you or having just, uh, just shot a little bit short, uh, you can hear the people and the crew down on the lower deck cheering and like all like uh, shouting out in this approval and appraisal for what you've done for them having just avoided another really bad series of blows on the ship and then we cut over to felix felix as you are flying through the air i'm almost kind of imagining you're flying as like cannon fire is kind of going back and forth you're like you're kind of like easily avoiding all of this uh cannon fire what does it look like as you're flying I think Felix likes flying and uh, is like having fun with it for sure. But he is he has a goal in mind and he is he is he is flying like very, very straight. But yeah, definitely giving a lot of caution to the to the cannon fire. So so, yeah, I think it's like straight path. Uh, again, he's very fast, but he is uh, yeah swooping, swooping in and out. Gotcha. Where are you trying to land on the ship? I'm going right for the violinist. <laughs> so you just, okay, awesome. As you are approaching closer, uh, <laughs> 
like you're not doing like a flyby like around and then going you're just like straight at him uh-huh and what i want to do is land right behind him and change back into into human form amazing uh what i'm imagining so like as you're getting closer you can see that the uh union navy on the ship uh everybody is essentially doing very similar maneuvers to what everybody back on the bois purdue is doing the sliver the crew of the sliver of justice are all manning the rigging uh trying to manipulate the boat uh in a way to try to get it closer to the bois purdue and you can see as uh the violinist is playing the flags of the ship are almost being billowed out by an unnatural wind, a wind that is not here, but is being propelled forward at a rate faster than it normally should be going. And you can feel this just weird energy in the air as you uh, get closer and you are seeing this violinist mad grin across his face, uh, wild eyes behind his glasses. Uh, as you are getting closer and you land behind him and almost like in a, like a singular motion as you are landing, like your feet touch the wood of the deck. And as it does, like smoke rises from the place where you step and like in this fluid motion, you land and stand up in like a wave of smoke that like washes off of you uh -huh. as you stand behind him. And I will say, unless you are going to great lengths, he will notice this. I am not necessarily trying to remain hidden, but when I am uh, human again, Felix, Felix uh, draws his fucking sword. And uh, if he can, holds it to the 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 violinist's throat does not kill him but <laughs> is 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 holding it there got it and uh when he does that he just grins and he says your performance has come to an end you say that and i think like he hits like the final notes of his song still holding the violin he's faced away from you as you've landed behind him um the tip of your blade pointed to uh, the nape of his neck. And there's a moment of silence. Uh, I don't think everybody else has noticed you yet. They're too busy trying to, you know, do what they were already doing, taking orders from their uh, first mate and so on and so forth. So it's currently just you and Captain Hubert. And he finishes his song. There's a beat. And he goes, Ah, Yes. <laughs> the man of smoke am i correct oh you're familiar with my work ah yes just some reports from paraiso and contrado oh delightful i'm well loved there i'm sure ah yes you do know for everything you all have done there is a price to pay piracy is no is not cheap surely and uh, Felix, like, twitches his, his blade a little bit, just enough to, like, make him nervous. And then says, you should tell your crew to cease fire. Oh, and why should I do that? Well, that's somewhat of a perplexing question, isn't it? I think the simplest answer is because if you don't, then I'll turn the sea red with your blood. <laughs> and the blood of every living creature on this ship. I would like to see you try. Felix says, all right. And he um, cuts his throat. <laughs> all right. Uh, go uh, roll me a, a striker shoot. Yeah, that's a uh, plus blood. Yes, that is correct. That's a seven. On a seven to nine, you stumble, trade blows, or put yourself in a bad position. Your choice. On a hit, you also deal harm. What is the harm of your blade again? Two, and it's one piercing. I don't know if that... Gotcha. Okay, cool. Let's have ourselves a little a little duel here. Let's trade blows. 
Amazing. Describe your uh, your 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 strike towards uh, his throat. Is it just like purely like a, like a thrusting? Uh, I think it's like, I guess like a slash. I I, th- I think the reason this isn't just an instant like kill is because he like gets some you know lifts his blade a little to uh, get some momentum, and then brings it against his his neck. Amazing. So as you go to Slash, uh, he takes the bow of the violin that is still kind of in this resting uh, position and like does like a quick strike on the bow, moves the bow back to where your blade would come down on his throat to catch it right before it would make uh, its true purchase in his neck. And he bends down and under it to turn towards you, having your blade locked with his violin bow. And he makes a quick thrusting motion towards you, the pointed edge of the bow cutting into, like, your cheek as you were very quickly able to, like, uh, kind of, like, back away a little bit and move out of the way, but it does get a nice graze in the side of your cheek, you are also going to take two harm. Okay. And as the two of you are kind of in this locked bladed position uh, and you finally get to see his face, he is this pasty, short-haired blonde man. If I had to fan cast him as someone, I would say he kind of has like a Ryan Gosling look to him. It's a a handsome face, but very much one that because of his demeanor, is so punchable. And, uh, I, yeah, as the two of you are locked in this bladed uh, position, uh, and you can finally see his face, he says to you, When you meet the goddess, tell her Captain Hubert Bouillon sent you and is going to try to uh, engage with you in a, uh, a gentleman's duel. Our camera is now cutting back to Thorin. Uh, Thorin, you are uh, on the cannon decks of the ship. I'm imagining over the course of this, you know, your uh, the the rest of the crew has also been like manning the rest of the cannons, like firing along your orders as well. Um, for mechanics' sake, they aren't doing a lot uh, outside of anything that you were telling them to do. Um, and uh, they can and will assist you when necessary on uh, whatever needs to happen. Uh, so uh, all of you that are underneath uh, the ship have been feeling the ship rocking and rolling as uh, you have taken on a few of the blows. So I imagine down here, like you all have been like bracing yourselves, trying to relive the cannons, all of that good stuff. Uh, what are you up to? I mean, at this point, because the ship, I mean, unless you're a magic boy, the ship is not yet boardable. With that, I'm just gonna man your cannons again, and I guess what I'm hoping to do is telling the lads and lasses that are manning the uh, the cannons to kind of fire a barrage. And basically, what we're aiming for are, I think, predominantly from masts, because I can't really aim a cannon at uh, Gus is doing right now, lest I hit Gus. Basically, I just want to totally take their sails out. Just completely maim them. Because if we do that worst case, we can just leave and they're kind of fucked. Yeah, amazing. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can get uh, the rest of the crew to, yeah, they uh, all follow your orders to uh, essentially fire a barrage uh, onto the sliver of justice. Um, so you're rolling plus your rank with the ship. And also, uh, hold on, I'm going to see if they can give you any other additional bonus to this. What, I said there are five or six people here? This is the gunner crew. These are the people who know what they're doing. You've worked with them before. Like, this is you all's whole jam. They are trained in doing this. And in that, uh, they will give you plus one uh, to this roll as well. Uh, So you will roll this with plus two. So that's a four, uh, plus two, a six. Uh, A six is still a failure. I know. Uh, So first of all, you get plus one experience. So that's good for you. Um, I think for you, our dearest Matalo, 
I think what you do is you uh, you stuff down the cannonball, uh, uh, gunpowder, all of that good stuff. You pack it in. You uh, you light the cannon. You take aim. You're ready to fire, and the wick goes all the way down, and then there's nothing. And like in that confusion, as you're like, what the, f- what's going on? Like I did, and as you start to move towards the front of it, it has a delayed fire. You are deafened. You can't hear anything. Uh, that is your weakness, uh, and it can be fixed through medical care or extended rest. Uh, but that is your current weakness. Um, and uh, this, your shot, like, just kind of, uh, like, it's aimed a little too short. It doesn't quite make contact. Uh, and it probably and f- freaks everyone else out, too. So it all just, like, half of them go in the water. It's just piss poor. Exactly. It's not it's not it's not a very good barrage whatsoever. I imagine Thorn was knocked back and is laying on the ground like, all right, I live here now, then that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're on the ground, like in between uh, two of these cannons and like uh, uh, one of the guys comes over and they're just like in your face, like trying to like shake you, like try to get you up and they're yelling. They're trying to talk to you. It's like ringing. Yeah, I think Thorn's going to be stunned for a minute. Also, to be clear, for all of the cannons, every single shot is still Bryn's screaming instead of the explosion. So that's what it is. It's not just like an explosion rings by your ear. It is the desperate cries of pain coming from Bryn emanating through the cannon fire that has deafened you. And I imagine I've ne- like I've never heard that before, so I'm also kind of coping with the fact that the cannon sounds like screaming. Yeah, and with that, I think we're actually going to cut down to Bren. What's up, gal? Uh, I think that Bren is sitting in a pool of this star-like liquid that is a mixture of her tears and her blood from the damage that was caused by the ship, and I think Bren is beyond the point of panicking i think Brynn has gotten to a state where she's numb and sort of dissociated from the fight the sounds of cannons the yelling of the deck all feels like it's miles away and there's whispers and words of the souls and beings around that are more close by than even her own thoughts. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll uh, twist of fates. Ooh, okay, yeah. With with spending my luck as well. Are you spending luck as a way to give yourself a ten plus on this, so you can just get what you want? Correct. Okay, cool. You can do that, and you don't have to roll. You just get the ten plus. I'm gonna do something kind of fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, what is wait? You got to pick one of the following options. Um, one of the following options is going to be: you notice something overlooked in this area that might help you. The keyword being "might." Um, I think as Bryn is sitting there, uh, the bottom of the deck, the cannons booming or screaming, the sound of the souls and voices that she's all too familiar with are speaking, and another voice starts to seem to bellow from underneath the ship. A creature. A leviathan. What is it called? Chuve souris de la mer. It is the, is the bat of the sea. So it is a 50-yard long sea serpent. That's so big. You understand how big that is. It's big. It's That's a half big... a football field. That's exactly why I chose it. It's easy to imagine. It's large. It's about, like, I'd imagine probably, like, the thickness of, like, a sedan. Okay. It has two um, long front appendages near the, the, near the near its head or the body that, that probably stretch probably about, like, 15 to 20 yards. And then from, from the, the wrists or where the claws would be on, on those appendages, then spans a membrane, almost like a manta or like a bat, uh, down to about halfway... I mean, a little bit more than halfway down its body, creating this wing, this wing-like membrane. Uh, its head has no eyes, um, and only like a a gnashing maw. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. 
Cool, 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 cool. So we've got this uh, sea bat. Got it. Awesome. Are the front appendages the wings, or were the wings and the front appendages two different things? They're connected, like a bat. Okay, got it. Yes, I understand. Terrifying. Much like bats and dolphins, these creatures emanate a sound to locate their prey. And Brin starts hearing the whirring and the, the thudding of this creature in the water. A older creature, and these creatures are, you know, part of, of somewhat part of the older world and tethered to the, the waves and the moving of um, spirits. And so Bryn, um, upon hearing the sound of this beast, phases through the floor of the ship and into the water. A, is there, is there, am I able to tether myself to the ship spiritually so that I'm not like just thrown into the ocean and abandoned? If you stand your ground, yeah. All right, cool. Here's what is happening. Mm-hmm. As you are floating through the floorboards of the ship down below and phasing through the bottom of the hull of the ship, you feel yourself being compelled by the waves of the ocean to just be thrust downwards and back and forth through the currents of the sea. But you are doing your best to attempt to stand your ground from this uh to do this so you must spend x bond with someone or something relevant uh explain how the ship is helping you overcome yourself yeah so as bryn hears this calling of this large creature um bryn phases through the bottom of the ship and as she does so there is a moment upon hitting the cold water that she is kind of reminded of the situation that they're in and the dire circumstances um, and the, the roaring and screaming of cannons loudens quickly, even though it's separated through the water. And um, Bryn feels the hole inside of both herself and the ship and she feels herself being, she feels her connection to the ship growing. And almost like a small rope. There is a fuchsia and teal tether that reaches out from the underbelly of the ship and wraps itself around Bryn's waist as uh, she descends into the water. Amazing. Roll your stand to your ground. It's a 2d6 plus uh, the bond you spend. I'm going to spend all of it. I spent all my, I spent all my bond. I spend 2 plus 2. Yeah. Well, that's a uh, 11. 11. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, you fully stand your ground. Uh, you are able to tether yourself. You grab onto this uh, metaphysical rope tethering you to the ship, and you are able to stay afloat here, just nearby. I think upon seeing the creature, how far away from... The ship are we? Not our ship, but the enemy ship. Um, about this uh, point, uh, you are one footfall field field away. <laughs> that with the evasive maneuvers I'm taking. That's a good point. You're Sorry, a football field and a half away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are still coming towards you in the magic yeah. of it, but it has since been slowed by uh, Felix's efforts, uh, so it is no longer approaching as quickly. Uh, but it still did g- gain some. Uh, distance on you uh, but you are also starting to go in the direction away from it got you as you are floating here amidst the darkness below the ship you can hear the distant reverberations making their way through the ocean and up towards you bouncing off of the bottom of the hull of the ship and then back down you hear the high pitched squealing getting closer as you see a enormous shadow slither its way through the water deep below you and you see it turn and it's starting to make its way up 